Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's that time. Sports Daily. Getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the KU football and basketball beat writer from the Kansas City Star, Shreya Slada. All right, and welcome back into Sports Daily here. Jacob Albrock, Malcolm Carter with you here in hour number one. Trey Slada joining us fresh off of a KU win last night against Cincinnati. 74-69. to KU gets it done. Uh, it, it's a bounce back from the loss over the weekend. Johnny Furphy's coming out party. Were you satisfied last night, Trius? Is that what you needed to see from KU after the loss in Morgantown, or did they still leave a little left on the bone there? I think there's a little left on the bone there. Uh, I mean, I was impressed with their ability to grind out a victory against uh, a pretty good team in uh, Cincinnati. I think they're 33 and Ken Palm, and they have elite defense. Um, and Johnny Furphy had an incredible game. But I don't think the game should have been as close as it was in the first half. Um and it took some time for Kansas to create some separation. And there was always this weird feeling of the game kind of being close throughout. Uh, so that was definitely there. Uh, but, you know, I, I've said it before with this Kansas team. It, they're not a team to blow out a lot of teams, you know. And they rarely have blowouts. And uh, they can lose on the road to anybody. So I guess the expectations of what I have for them have slightly lessened, you know. Uh, they're not this dominant you know, team that's going to run through the field and make a Final Four guaranteed, like I think preseason expectations were. Now I'm just wondering if they're going to win a Big 12 title with the way they've been inconsistent on the road at home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, specifically about Dewan Harris um, and really his role on offense, um, specifically as a scorer. Um, let's really just kind of doing a deep dive on him and seeing that in the last two years, uh, if he scored six or more points, KU's only lost one of those games. You talk about like what he can bring maybe as a scorer uh, on the offensive side, maybe to help the KU offense a little bit. I think, you know, for him, he's got to be more aggressive, right? He gets a lot of his points through, um, you know, kind of scoop layups, floaters, stuff like that. He can be more aggressive shooting-wise because he's a pretty good shooter. He's just hesitant to take uh, those shots because uh, he's a guy who likes to defer. Um, and, you know, I think he can be a guy that Kansas can rely on to shoot from deep when they need him to because they need that aggressive Dewan Harris. Um, and obviously in offense, he's a, a fantastic facilitator, but I think his assist uh, or turnover rate is the highest it's been all his career. 
And um, on top of that, he's just, I think he's shooting like 41% or 42% at the rim. So those two things are really concerning. And I think that is kind of why DeJuan hasn't quite lived up to the play and expectation of what we have of what DeJuan Harris should be like. Do you think, Shreyas, this team, how much more does it have defensively? Because that, that to me, like when I saw this roster come together at the beginning of the year, and you added Hunter Dickinson to three All-American type defenders, I kept thinking to myself, this defense will be the best defense in the country. Like, it ha- it should be. But I don't think it is that. And I just wonder, and I know Bill's self-teams get better defensively over the course of a season, but is this team capable of still reaching that lofty of an expectation? And maybe I was out of line with the expectation. I don't think I was. But I, I just wonder... What the ceiling, what do we think the ceiling still is for this team defensively? I mean, I think it, it is pretty high, right? I know they were like 26 in Ken Palm heading into yesterday, and we saw how good they are defensively yesterday against Cincinnati. I mean, they let, him, let them shoot 15, 16% from three on like three of 18. Uh, and on top of that, I think since he only shot 39% from the floor. So we see how good they are when they're connected, they're communicating, they're doing what they need to do. But we've also seen where they're a little out of sorts, you know, whether it was against UCF or against, uh, you know, West Virginia, you can't give up 91 points. I don't care how good they're shooting from three. 91 points is, is just kind of a disaster defensively, right? Um, and, and Bill talked about it, how they were soft and ball screen communication. So, Kansas definitely has a, a pretty high defensive potential. Like I think this team, when it's locked in, is is if you know top five defense in the nation, if not better. But the issue is it's not always locked in, and I think that's why we've seen the inconsistency along with so much of you know the already other problems of they don't take a lot of threes, they don't have a lot of bench scoring. Like you know the margin of error. I said it yesterday for this Kansas team is so razor thin that if one or two things don't go their way, they're in danger of losing to inferior opponents. West Virginia was a quad three loss. That's pretty atrocious. And it's something that's going to haunt them come March when they're probably trying to compete for a one seed. Yeah. uh, I would love to hear your take on uh, Furphy's game last night. Uh, I mean – when you, when I'm watching the game, he doesn't look like he's six nine. He he looks he looks like he's a, he's a tall, pretty lanky kid. But I mean, the way he way he jumps, I mean, his jumping ability is is ridiculous. I mean, I think he had like three or four offensive rebounds um, that were really critical. Um, and he he really seems like he can be kind of that third scoring option for the team. Can you just talk about what his kind of offensive outlook could be for the team? I mean, I think he's a guy that can do a little bit of everything, right? He's a sharpshooter, um, and he gets some really nice buckets on offensive rebounds. I mean, he's really sneaky athletic, I think, in the sense of, like you said, he doesn't look 6'9". Like, he looks 6'7", 6'8". I, I don't know how to describe it, but he doesn't look as tall as 6'9". But it doesn't really matter because you said that bounce is just incredible. I mean, it led to 11 rebounds. He led the team in rebounds yesterday, and I think four of them were offensive, five of them were expensive maybe. Um, and, I mean, what he can add offensively, he can do a little bit of everything. He's a guy that seems to be constantly relocating off ball, I mean, kind of like what Grady Dick was doing last year to create open shots. Um, he's a, a pretty decent facilitator. I mean, he doesn't have the ball in his hands long enough, I feel like, for to make those moves, but it seems like – the biggest thing with, with Johnny Furphy is when you have him on the court, he makes the winning slash right play 
more often than not. And that's something I think Kansas didn't have with Amari Jackson or Nick Timberlake or whoever else would have started in his place. Uh, and I think that's a testament to how good Furphy is as a freshman. Yeah, is is so do you think he's then solidifying himself as the fifth starter? He started the game. He is the, we know they need we, we they they need a fifth, but they also need, you know, like a sixth and maybe a seventh, but it sure seems like Furphy should be the guy in that fifth spot at minimum, right? Like he he's pretty much solidified that, don't you think? Absolutely. I don't, I don't think there's any, you know, freaking like thoughts about it, to be honest with you. I mean, Bill said it himself. He was surprised that this guy's averaging 17 and 8 in the three, uh, you know, the three games that he started. But I mean, like, just look at how much better this Kansas starting lineup looks with him in it. You know, like the guys passing the ball, they like playing with him out there. It's something Bill's mentioned multiple times. And, and there's no disrespect to El Marco Jackson. He's, he's a fine young player. He's going to be pretty good, I think, whether it's this year, next year, or the year after. But you know, it's clear that Furphy has gained the trust of his teammates quicker than anyone else could have had at this spot in time. And it's because he makes the right play at the right time. And this Kansas starting line is just so much more dynamic offensively with him out there. You can, you know, fault him for being slow laterally and stuff like that. But even then, his length is so nice that he can still impact shots against uh, other teams. So, you know, like, it obviously has created a hole with the bench scoring with him off of it. But this Kansas starting lineup, like Bill said, depth matters until March. And when March hits, you know, it's going to be, this team is going to probably look better than it does right now because they'll have some more time between games and more rest and, and longer halftime and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that uh, when you're looking at a team holistically, I feel like you learn a lot more in losses than you do in wins. I think, KU learned a lot about themselves, uh, I guess, that, in that loss against West Virginia. And they have a pretty tough schedule going ahead for the next two or three weeks. So it seems like maybe they're riding the ship at the right time and they kind of got a taste of that kind of that bitter loss. Um, can you just talk about going forward these next two weeks, how, just your outlook on the team um, in terms of really how they're going to not only – defend but how they're going to really when they're scoring at a high clip they're a really hard team to beat yeah i mean a hundred percent i think you know they need to have the continued production of what Furphy has done for them you know they they need that because it's clear that he's kind of this energizer bunny uh for you know this team uh in the sense of like they go out to really hot starts with them out there i think they were slow a lot of times come out of the gate uh, when he wasn't starting. Uh, so I think that's important. Uh, it's important that Kansas plays better defense than they played against West Virginia and UCF on the road. Uh, that means, you know, making sure they don't get out-rebounded like they did yesterday. Again, this was the second strip game. They got out-rebounded. They got lucky uh, in a lot of metrics because they had done just enough defensively to make sure it doesn't matter. But, I mean, like, the bench needs to be better. It was a 30 to you know, two, I think 32 to two uh, bench point advantage I wrote about. And Kansas didn't score their first bench points until 10 seconds left in the game when El Marco Jackson got fouled and calmly sank some free throws. So, you know, like the bench has got to be better. It cannot be giving you uh, zero points a game or two points a game or whatever until the last 10 seconds. Uh, so that's big. Uh, I think, you know, the, big, the biggest thing uh, for Kansas is consistency on the defensive end and getting some guys who can help them 
you know, score off the bench and making sure you don't lose a rebounding battle. I think those two, three things will be huge uh, for Kansas and making sure that they come out of uh, the next couple of weeks with uh, a better outlook than they've had in the last two weeks. Why would I'm getting Shreya Slada joining us, our KU insider uh, beat writer for K uh, for the KC star on KU football and basketball. How on earth would Kansas ever lose a rebounding battle, by the way, with, with Adams McCullough and Dickinson, <laughs> like how do they ever lose a rebounding battle? I mean, I think it, you can see the tired legs, right? I mean, like Hunter Dickinson had two rebounds of the half. I mean, he's been, they got crushed that. yesterday. They got crushed. No, 40 to 29. Yeah, it was it was really bad. I, you know, it was nuts, and they got crushed on the offensive board, sixteen to six. I mean, since he's a good rebounding team, props to them. But there's no earth that Kansas should be losing that badly in in the rebounding battle. You know, it, it's it just shouldn't be happening. But it's clear that the minutes are playing a toll on these guys. I mean, and it's clear that they had some tired legs because McCuller, I think, had zero rebounds at the half or whatever. Um, I mean, he's a, a guy who averages 6.4 rebounds a game. Dickinson had two rebounds at the half. He ended up with six. Not great for a guy who was putting up double-doubles just a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, and, and you know, KJ, for how good he's done a good job of, you know, getting more rebounds, he didn't do an amazing job yesterday either. But you're right. Like, there's no kind of thought process on what, uh, you know, like there, there's no reason for this Kansas team to be getting out rebounded uh, ever as much as they are with those three guys. Ever. Not with those three guys. I mean, it's that that should it shouldn't happen. I, I I ask that like I look KU. I still think KU wins the Big Twelve series, but I do, yeah. but I feel like the expectations of a national championship have gone way down and I, and, and they've, they've lost three games, right? They're 16 and three, but there's something not like something just isn't quite right. And, and I guess, is it, is it fixed? I don't even know what it is, but it's not what it should be. It doesn't feel like, even though they're 16 and three, I, th- I know that sounds crazy to say, but I, I mean, are you feeling that? I mean, I, I've been down on this team, I think, more than a lot of people have. Yesterday, I, I talked about it, the expectation of preseason of dominance or whatever to whatever it's happening right now is just so different. And you can people can say, whatever, it's January, it's Bill Self, and I'll probably have them ready and get them better to play by some um, tournament time. But I, I, there's no, like, where we are right now, there's no way this team wins a title. Like, I just don't see them winning eight straight games come March. And, you know, winning a national title. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they figure out some things. Maybe the first reemergence is what they needed. But there's just too many issues with this team, whether it's the fact that when the offense goes on these lows, uh, they go to Hunter Dickinson. And Hunter Dickinson's a good player, but he's a post player, so he's a lot easier to defend than a guy like Grady Dick or Jalen Wilson was last year. Uh, it feels like there's no easy offensive creation a guy like Jalen would you know take a tough mid-range shot and make it more often than not or same thing with Grady Dick you know Kevin can do that sometimes but he doesn't always do it um and on top of that their three-point shooting rate is the lowest ever in the big self era by hundreds of uh you know ranking spots uh, which is not good you can't win college basketball games not taking threes and making a decent amount I'm not saying uh you know that they won't make a run if, if it comes. But like I just look at this team and, you know, it feels like every other week a wart pops out. 
And, you know, some of the stuff is just effort level stuff like rebounding and, you know, turnovers and stuff like that they can fix. But there's other stuff that I just don't know how it gets fixed. The lack of bench production, unless Nick Timberlake steps up and consistently gives you two games, which he's yet to do, which are good, is is a little bit concerning. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think I agree. They're probably going to win the Big 12 title because Bill Self is the best coach in the nation, and he will have these guys ready to go and run through a wall and all that. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I, I like the the idea that this team will win, win a title right now in January twenty third or twenty fourth, whatever day it is. Uh, you know, is kind of asinine to me. And I'm a metrics guy, but I'm also an eye test guy. And between both of those things, this Kansas team does not look like the team that's going to win a title. You know, they're Ken Palm, what, like 18 or something like that. I don't think they're that bad, but I don't think they're a top five team in the nation right now with the way they're playing. Yeah, and, and the thing is, and, and Bill Self turns teams from the difference between January 23rd and February 23rd typically is massive. 4K. It's why they win so many Big 12 titles. We'll see if they can get it done. You can find Shreyas' work at the KC Star. You can follow him on social media. Shreyas, we appreciate it. Thanks for the Tuesday visit uh, as we get ready for uh, KU's next one, which will come, uh, well, in, in pesky Ames against Iowa State on Saturday, a 1230 tip. We appreciate it, Shreyas. We'll talk again next week. See you. Yeah, thanks for having me. There goes Shreya Slada. We always appreciate that. If you missed any of that conversation on the game last night, you can go back and listen for free on the Odyssey app. Uh, we will likely have a little more on that when Tommy joins us in the second hour, kind of continuing the conversation we had yesterday. As KU gets the win, looks the win at home. Five points against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's pretty good. Mm. Just still doesn't feel quite right for Kansas. Hey, uh, on the way out here, let's give away some HTO. We'll give you a free iced tea and a free brew house coffee. Right now, to our first caller on the KFH hotline at 869-1240. Uh, the tea is good for Wichita's east and west locations and in Derby. The coffee, good for the Wichita east location and in Derby. Good luck. We'll get a winner. Jad will have that. We'll come back with more Sports Daily right after this. Seven five and twelve forty KFH. Oh, we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Mm-hmm. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.